not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Brain trust. Glebe of extraordinary gentlemen. The Glebe squad. The big Glebers in all of us. The Glebe nation. The Glebe mob. The glob. The... The brain trust already said that. The friends of benefits. You guys understand who y'all are. I want to thank y'all for coming out and seeing me in Seattle and in Sunnyvale recently and in Dallas and all the places I've been. I can't remember where anymore. Uh, only one city left on my 2016 tour. Boston. It's in Massachusetts if you're unfamiliar. I'll be at Laughs Boston November 4 and 5 in two weeks. Week and a half really. Please get tickets right now at benglebe.com. Hopefully I'll see you there. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Um, I'll be doing also my last stand-up comedy club Facebook Live broadcast of my all-improvised shows on the Saturday Late Show in Boston. So get tickets to that and to one of my scripted pre-written material shows in Boston. Come see both. See both on Saturday or one each night. Your choice. It's up to you entirely. Tickets at benglebe.com available right now. You can buy them while you listen to this. Um, Idiot Test, we have a Halloween special just aired last night, and it will be airing this week, and I assume probably next week too. Check that out. Um, and, um, as always, Neurotic Gangster, my Sam specials airing right now on Showtime. I got the announcements out of the way early, so please get ready to tweet at me, at Ben Glebe, and at Ben the Morrison as I checked in with one of my best buds, as I often do, since the election for president is just two weeks away. I was driving us home from seeing our friend Lauren Marie, my dear, dear friend, who sings the the hook, the chorus, on anti-social media. Our Ben's rap group song, our one official single, to see her and her boyfriend with their new group, Lola Hiko. You should check out L-O-L-A-H-I-K-O. Um, they were amazing, dark. And amazing. Um, her voice is hauntingly beautiful. I've always said it. Um, you can hear onto social media at soundcloud.com slash Ben's 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 with an S, of course, because we're, we're not assholes. We don't put Z's in there. Um, but I checked in with Ben to see our thoughts on the state of our country two weeks before the election, our thoughts on how things are going to shake down. And uh, Trump's claiming of the election being rigged and, and uh, you know, all that general bullshit. But before I, quick, before I go into that quickly, I will, of course, happily, excitedly, check in with all you all, the Brain Trust, for Twitter answers. Okay. 
I asked the brain trust, tweet me the first word that comes to your head. Stephanie Walters says, pizza. Makes sense. It's a common word that people think of because it's delicious. At Boys in Bikinis said, concupiscence. That's weird that it came into your head, but I also don't know what it means. That's almost like you're just trying to show off with a big word. At BenatarBoy83, anal. It's more relatable. It's more relatable of a word. Smaller word. Less syllables. Oh, Alex Children boy, at Boys and Bikinis continued with another tweet. Quote, when I listened to Last Week on Earth, I'm filled with concupiscence for Ben Glebe. Now I have to look the word up and hope that it is not an insult. I could take it if it is, though. I got pretty thick skin. Or skin, if as it were. Joe LeGroove, great name, writes Bumbaclot. Don't know what that is either. Timothy Foley writes Asshat. Seems directed at me. Kindness at Hugs and Kisses 3, writes Kimberly. Pear Bear says sleepy. I feel you, girl. I mean, not literally. April Dawn, R. 1974, says cold. I'm so cold, Jack. Jack, I'm so very cold. By the way, I cannot wait for two fucking weeks this podcast and get a little lighter again and more fun. I'll cover some more pop culture stuff and some other, try to do some more covering all the last week on Earth instead of just politics. But we're still stuck in it right now. That's just probably why Annie Mac 237 said bullshit is the word coming to her mind. Sassy Ginger says, Drumpf, love it, make Donald Drumpf again. At the Smart Homes Group says, but at Smart Homes Group says, Bigly, <laughs> it's Big League, y'all. Tony Wolf, at Tony Wolf, and it says, Gluten, Glabin, Gleben, Glorben. It's Glebe, it's pronounced Glebe. Cannabis says, La Isla brand, great clothing brand, and a great word. Some... Kimberly 19600206 says, thankful for breathing air. That is not one word. Ross Marvin at Marvagram says, moist. Women hate that word. I don't know why. It aren't moist chocolate chip cookies a great phrase? I don't understand that. Uh, Giles at LT underscore Gilligan says, AIDS. I'm so sorry to hear the news, buddy. Um, we're going to do three more of these. Stephanie Salcedo at SNGs says, fuck it wit. I don't know, F-K-T-W-T, is that a word? Is that an abbreviation? I don't know, or it's just fuck it wit. I like fuck it wit, you know what I mean? Like a, a wit that's very, like, flippant, sarcastic, caustic, but also, like, don't give a fuck. Goolby at Colbington says, memes. John Murphy, cauliflower. Way to round it out with cauliflower. Because You know why? It's a great fruit. I wanted to say fruit, and I knew as I was saying it, it's incorrect. It's a great veggie table. Crunches about 23 times per bite. You know, per piece, I mean. It's unbelievable in ranch dressing. Like, I don't like ranch dressing at all on salads, but I love ranch dressing on veggie tables. Does it make any sense? It doesn't. It's a conundrum. It's a mystery of the universe, if you ask me, and nobody does. Nobody in their right mind does. Follow out last week on Earth. See tweets from the podcast. Without further ado, at Ben the Morrison and I just have a wild driving conversation about 
these last two weeks of Hillary Clinton v. Donald Trump. Oh boy. Whoops. My a podcast release fucking air freshener hanging from my rearview mirror. And will be used on <laughs> last week on Earth. <laughs> last week on Earth. It's like when you walk into a comedy club and they're taping, there's a tiny ass sign above the door. By the way, you're going to be on TV. Yeah. You've obviously given us your permission because of the fact that I can there's a tiny audio recording being used on Ben Gleeb's podcast. There's a tiny sign that you didn't see, so you've obviously granted your consent. Well, this is me. Uh, I think if I decided to ungrant permission right now, then you and I would have had to have some horrific falling out. I'd have to pull down the archives of the podcast. I, I would not do it. I would not do it. I haven't signed anything so far, bro. I'm sorry. It's already out there in the ether. And so, like, go fuck yourself. Okay? Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. Yeah. The poison of the psyche of the planet that is Donald Trump. And yes, whether there would be any... America works in waves, like we love extremes, but what that also means is after one extreme ebbs, another extreme, I really hope in this case of good and understanding and coming togetherness will flow in its wake, and I'm cautiously optimistic that on November 9th, not only will we not have to hear about Trump anymore and he'll be branded a loser, little girls will turn on the TV and see a female president came after a black president. I mean, I think once this happens and we get a little removed from the chaos of um, uh, just the complete frenetic insanity we're living in right now, we will get to take a step back and appreciate that, say what you will about America, we, uh, we change and adapt like no other country the world has ever seen. What did what did Churchill say? Uh, Americans always Ooh, donuts. Americans always make the right decision after they've exhausted they, every, other yeah, every other possibility, possible option. And I mean, I think this election is a pretty good example. But I think what this will represent in terms of the symbology of it all is, you know, the first female president running against the single most insipid representation of man a male, that's ever been in politics. Just ego in general, male ego, I suppose, more, more so. Because, I mean, if, if this was like Hillary versus Romney, it wouldn't have the significance that it has right now. Like right. We're, we're so in the middle. It will be a repudiation of, like, the old male hierarchy. That mm-hmm. is a nice thing. But what happens if what most likely will happen is Trump is, like we just said, so purely ego-based, and that ego is completely a self-centered, selfish, narcissistic ego that he won't stop. He'll, he did it to Obama. He tried to dis- delegitimize the first president, and he's the first black president, and he's going to, of course, do it for the first female president because he's already saying he's going to do it. Yeah, but she's still going to be... So if he starts a TV network, though, and creates a Fox News times five mm-hmm. of intensity and rhetoric... What do we do? I mean, a civil war could happen, God forbid, led I mean, by Donald Trump. My hope is that Fox News is smart enough to... You could picture him in one of those black cowboy hats and like a bayonet sword across his chest. He'd look, he'd look ridiculous. He just described a bad ombre. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you had a, a curly black mustache, three amigos style. And they didn't even have curly black mustaches. I am a bad ombre. I am the best Spanish Trump that ever been. I am a fabulous, tremendous 
Spanish term. Okay? Let me just say, we're going to build the world. We need it. We want the world. We need the world. Okay, we're going to build the world. It's going to be the best world. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. It's going to pay for the world. Bueno? When was the last time he actually mentioned the wall in a, in a speech? Well, he just mentioned it in the debate, but very well, briefly. He didn't He's clearly it. backed off the wall. No, but they said, we need the wall. We need the wall. We want the wall. Well, he we had, have to have the wall. He had to mention it because she brought it up. Right. No, he, I know. Isn't it weird how he's abandoned that? At all. Yeah. They realized, oh, yeah, it's very expensive to build a Great Wall of China times many thousands of miles. <laughs> I mean, it's already very long in China, right? but it's not thousands of miles. I'm actually unsure as to what. That's an, actually, that's, a, that's an interesting question for either Google or the Brain Trust. What physically would be longer, the Great Wall of China or Trump's now non-existent border wall? Right. I walked the Great Wall of China. You did? Yep. Not the entire thing. <laughs> but I did walk a chunk of it. It was incredibly steep and tiring. And I went to a part of it that was roped off from the public, like an, a closed old part of the original part of the wall. And then I bobsledded down it. Along the side of it, there are bobsleds. So on my Instagram somewhere, there's a video from, I was there in China a year and a half or two years ago. Um, year and a half ago, I bowed. And uh, bobsledding down the side of the Great Wall of China. Right. Trump, if he included a bobsled or some kind of a water slide, I might get behind the wall more. We're going to put a water slide next to the wall, okay? So it's like there'll be a lot of negative press, but then a lot of positive press. We're going to open a wild rivers or raging waters, okay? A great America slides galore, okay? I hate the guy, but I'd be apt to get on board with a border water slide. Yeah, I'm not against it either. Here's the thing. He is so he's the he understands branding and marketing so amazingly. I mean, it's a true fact that he had a book of Hitler's speeches on his bedside. I mentioned it before on the podcast. And the guy has studied the most persuasive ooh, Chick-fil-A. It's closed. I don't think it's oh, is it? I think the drive through is twenty four hours, isn't it? I don't think so. You really want Chick-fil-A? Do you want check? You want a Chick-fil-A? Don't ask. This is but he, this is something you want. No, I don't want. It. No, I got a, a my fifth food's dinner at home waiting for me. Um, I'm in one forty-two in the morning. Um, we listen to Lola Hiko, the beautiful singer Lauren Marie from our anti-social media song. You can listen to it at SoundCloud.com/slash Ben's 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 slash I think anti-social media. Um, and Lola Hiko is her new group, and it's amazing. It's just Ben's, Ben's, Ben's. We only have one track. <laughs> no, we have three tracks up now. Those two improv shows oh, we did that are quite substandard in some ways, and it bothers me that now they're there, and they're muddling us, sending people to our quality shit. We probably have an offshoot page for our free flows so that our, yeah, I don't know. It's an off-podcast conversation, but the point is, um, I completely lost my train of thought, but we were talking about, what part of this Trump situation were we talking about? Hitler's speeches. Oh, yeah, right. Thank you. So he's brilliant at repeating a message. They just said on the news tonight, the nightly news, which I started watching again because I'm so sick of the 24-hour noise of cable news. I'm watching very little of it now. I'm just watching every day the half hour of nightly network news like I used to. How do you what, – what, what, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's very obvious differences. But what, like what John are you finding in, in your... Mirror's ABC news, news broadcast, too. What so am I, I finding on, what? I just turn on CNN, and it really is just people reading one point for... One point hour. for five hours. 
I don't watch it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done watching it. It's poison. I watch it for like five or ten minutes occasionally just to see what the chatter is of the day, and you get it, because like you said, it's one point repeated over and over again, and then I turn it off. And you got to, and the whole, all of us should do that. This podcast and The Circus is really cool to watch. I've been watching that. I'm not even watching Meet the Press and Face the Nation anymore right now. Really? The last few weeks. I'll probably watch one of them tonight because I haven't watched it in like four weeks. But it also is just perpetuating the same three talking points, the same three like salacious bits from last week. They don't talk policy at all. We have our, we've sold our elections, and that's maybe I need to put in the Huffington Post article as well. So now there's two things I need to remember. Selling our souls, I think, was the main part in drawing a moral line in the sand. It was. And the second part um, is this. Is uh, What's this point again? Hmm. Fuck. You have it. You got it. I don't know why I'm trying to think, too. Hitler's speeches? <laughs> no. It's not Hitler's speeches. I mean, you were making the point earlier that... I'm going to drive around for another minute because we need to finish... Because the sound of the road is nice, I think, in the podcast. Um, Can you hold it for me, then? you got to hold it a little bit closer to my mouth than yours because the mic is there because your voice is very resonant. Um, What was it? What was it? Ah, shit. Maybe I can just play it back. At what point of the recording is it right here? Oh, shit. As I swerved. I'm a dumb fucking... Okay, nine minutes in. Um, thank you. Um, um, we were talking about earlier, I think before we started recording, about how hopefully the one positive of Trump is that it's so shocking that it almost returns us to some sort of moral center. No, we said that I think on the recording, I think. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it like. It, but for that, he needs to lose so terribly badly. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I'm watching the, the circus and that they're just regurgitating the most salacious bits. Oh, that, that's what it is. Thank you. We need to talk policy again. We've literally, literally created an election where we're not talking policy at all, even in the debates. The one chance to talk policy, there probably was from each candidate like 10 minutes of policy talk. Yeah. And mostly talking about this accusation, that accusation, and well, just I mean, these made up and like pushed marketed storylines, trying to tear down the other person. Hillary's fucking trying. It's just almost impossible with the uh, yeah the entertainment vacuum that is dipshit. You know, he's he's like this black hole for any sort of intelligent point. Yeah, he's brilliant at dude. He's so good at hypnotizing and marketing and branding. He just swallows up. It's not even a yeah, it's a black hole. Like he swallows up every counter argument and just ping pongs it back with brute force. What annoys me about his ability to do that is that it's everything. Uh, I think we we're talking about this earlier today. He. He's latched on so completely to the the susceptibility of his uh, of people he knows are not forgive me intelligent enough to see through his flim flammer remo ness and he's playing so completely to that point he's hypnotized these people what? utterly hypnotized these people and they're so happy to almost be acknowledged but they'll just follow him blindly without see, ever really thinking analytically at all about 
what the hell he's saying. No, see, that's where I disagree. This is a point that was made very eloquently on the circuits, which is a brilliant, every week, a half-hour documentary inside the campaigns done by John Heilman and Mark Halperin and Mark McKinnon. It's on HBO, HBO every week. Oh, for the last, like, 25 weeks. It's the whole campaign. You know, Vice is beginning a news program on HBO. I know, I'm very excited about that, too. Yeah, that should be very interesting. I want to be a fucking anchor or reporter on that thing. Like, it's incredible. You'd actually be in a not a bad position to do that. You should try to get in touch with them. Yeah, I have a contact advice, actually. Or it used to be advice. Um, anyway, the point is... Um, oh, God, it's just too much to even process this fucking thing. Know, don't you feel exhausted? I do, I really do. Nothing exhausts my brain, but this election is like we just sold... I feel like we've sold our souls down the river... We have allowed ourselves to. Be, we've allowed our narcissism and our our shallowness, the shallowness of our popular culture, to become our politics. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. The greatest travesty against our democracy and against. But it, like, that, like I realize that Trump just found a glitch, a flaw in our, in our. Uh, <laughs> bless you. In, in our. In the setup of our democracy, it's that because it's so much of the people, well, you know, the and old, we're so media based now that somebody can manipulate the media and just launch to the f- fucking top of it with zero irony, qualifications. The irony of this whole thing is that there's been such a lopsided focus on on Trump's Trumpiness that it's allowed Hillary to proceed with essentially whatever whatever, whatever shadow, she wants, whatever shadow agenda she's putting in place. Uh, any scrutiny, really? Yeah, she's a bit. She's getting like eighty percent less scrutiny than she normally would, which is almost impossible to think of, given that it's Clinton and she's so overly scrutinized. But can you imagine how much more info would be picked out of the WikiLeaks stuff if right. Trump was was scandal free? Yeah, it's almost like why doesn't he want to just shut up for four days because and let them talk about one of these things? He can't shut. He can't do it. Up. and he's his own worst <laughs> enemy. You know, the thing that. Is he still convinced that because of his dominance of the primaries, that's just a reason for his uh, his 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 dominance in culture as a whole? But you know that that same thing is going to be his downfall in the general election. But the thing that is so aggravating about Trump, think about Trump, is he's a he's he's a trust fund kid. You ever met trust fund kids? You know, you probably knew some growing up here. Like they just there's a certain malleability of reality that does not get through to trust right. kids. Because they've always had everything they want. They've never suffered. I'm almost, you know, growing up, I, you know, I knew a couple having gone to NYU and you're almost jealous of their ability to not exist in any sort of real world. And they have For a this, minute it looks appealing just, just as much as like watching Richie Rich cartoons or Silver Spoons makes you want to be Ricky Schroeder riding a train around your living room. But if you're, if, but if you're a person of, 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 of any valor, you get over that thought after five seconds. And yes, they're both named Rick or Richie. Both of those guys are pretty happy on both of those shows. <laughs> I've known enough of them to know that, you know, like you said, that you, there's just, they're existing in their own virtual reality. Right. And like you said about the primaries, Trump was very good at, in a big crowd, in a fielded crowd, a crowded field of candidates saying, hey, hey, look at me instead, look at me instead, vote for me. But then one-on-one, he doesn't hold up to scrutiny because he doesn't fucking well, actually the, know what he's talking the about. The primary is like... He's got... Yeah, go ahead. It's like a zinger-based reality right, in exactly. the primaries, you know, because it's like... 
You know the fucking early Republican There were like 16 motherfuckers in that. Hey, he had to make noise there. Like, <laughs> literally, Trump could have probably, like, lit one of those, like, Fourth of July sparklers and just held it in his hand and waved it around and would have probably won the primary. Yeah, 60. Oh, congrats. You got, you got picked last for the kickball team. You know, it's just. I don't know what that means, but. It's like picking a kickball. Yeah, but why last? Or I guess I meant first. But then, whatever. The point is, is that I think this country. <laughs> We've become old men. So we're like old men. Is, we're using the sentence, this country has become. It has. It's become so. Everyone's. It fatigued. has. This whole election has seeped into the psyche of every American. So we drive by the Center for Inquiry, something that we don't do anymore in our brains. We don't inquire. Inquiring minds want to know, not anymore. I inquire every day for about half an hour. <laughs> um, I don't know what you mean by that. I've essentially driven us back to the bar we were just at. The whole town is pretty fun. I don't mind. I don't mind either. we got to um, do the pod, baby. Yeah, a lot of times hanging out with Ben is like, Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, <laughs> Spring no. an hour on an hour broadcast on you. Now I'm now I'm in a a podcast that's gonna be released to his considerable following. Because I'm one of the only motherfuckers that that launches the podcast, records the podcast from his pocket. And it sounds pretty much and I've learned I'm not gonna make fun of that sound you just made in the background because it's actually quiet in the recording. But um I'm slightly concerned about the smoke filling the cabin now getting into my eye and causing another style that I had a couple years ago. Let me just air it out slightly. Sure <laughs> I don't know. Day yeah. after I blew the smoke into my eye, I fucking had a thing up here. Hey, it's not smoke. It's vapor. With the amount of vaping I've done, and I've been stylist for like three years. And You've been stylist in Seattle. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you just happen to rub your eye. And okay. That might be. That might be. I'll grant you. It's very possible. Um, but anyway, my, my hope, my... I pray, and literally every day I count down the two weeks until this will be over. But what if he continues to poison us? He's going to. It has to to be decisive. It really has to be. He's going to, but he's just, the amount of coverage that the two nominees for the presidency get is unparalleled. And someone like him being a candidate has been unparalleled. And once he's the guy that lost, I mean, look at what happened to Romney. He just diss a fucking peer. But Trump has disproven every single thing, and he obviously would will do it differently because all of those people had class and respected our democracy and didn't claim completely erroneously and falsely that it was rigged. I understand. Let me finish my point. In, in, in an attempt to to hijack the entire fabric of our democracy just for his own publicity and fame and personal gain, and he is a hundred percent not going to shut up. He has now 40% of the country when before he had a small Twitter following. Yeah, but then... He's going to keep poisoning. Yes, return. it won't be as bad. And, but it, it, the only way I see it being demoralizing is if it's like 65-35 or 60-40. But even 60-40 doesn't feel demoralizing to me. He's just going to say from minute one, it was rigged, you can tell, 60-40. You really believe that? Do you really believe what? just 40% of you voted for me? Of course not. We take the Trump revolution over to Trump.tv. You can search it. You can reach it through porn or RedTube, okay? He's going to launch it. He's going to host it on porn sites. He's going to return to the idiot fringe. And anything he says will no longer be tainted with the specter of Potentially becoming the president. If he if he's not close, he's just. What if it's fucking forty five fifty five, or forty 
57.53%, and he says it was rigged and takes us through well, a protracted... 47% of the country needs to really think about what they were doing while we move into... Oh, that's the point I was going to make. Right, so when you say the thing, and they made this point on the circus, you can't marginalize and not acknowledge that there are points... It's, that's where Hillary was wrong, saying basket of deplorables, half his supporters. A lot of his supporters, yes, yeah. they, ha- they have... going to need that. Let me finish basket. my point, please. Please. It's very important. I got sidetracked from a book before. They don't... Many of them acknowledge most of Trump's supporters. This is what people don't get on the left. They, they acknowledge that they hate what he says, and they hate the divisive, fucked up, mean, racist, stupid, sexist things he says, but that is not why they're supporting him. They're supporting him because they believe he will be tougher against ISIS because it is true that Hillary and Obama let ISIS form, and that's a valid point to make. And it is – they do believe that he will be better on jobs because he's a business success and he will bring jobs back and that Hillary doesn't mind the current state of things being of certain industries closing down. And when she did say she'll close the the, um, the, – Mines, the what's it called? The coal. the coal mines. Um, she coal's doesn't. Coal's I understand, but of course, and they and we do need to adapt our industries for certain. But they don't have their heads wrapped around that yet, and they believe they need those jobs back. So they don't like Trump because he's because they're stupid. They like Trump because he says he's going to get them the jobs back that they lost. That he's going to secure the border, which is a scary time we're living in of terrorism, that he's going to defeat our enemy abroad before they come here. Isn't it weird how there haven't been any terrorist attacks in the last four or five months? It's like, as the election ramped up... Well, even terrorists are all like, we got to see what happens. They're on the edge of their seat. They're, yeah. they're watching Can't CNN all day. Gotta watch that debate. They're watching CNN all day. Can't wire this suicide vest. I gotta see what, Trump, oh. what crazy shit Trump's gonna say. But it's also just... It's just it's just weird, man. These, these coincidences. I pray to God. There was a, a horrific terrorist attack every month this year until the election began to ramp up, and then nothing. You, I pray to God Julian Assange doesn't have any more October surprises or early November surprises. Something released of Hillary. Ecuador cut off his internet access. Yeah, but it, it, has he gotten it back? People haven't heard from him. They're they're wondering if he got taken out or something. Well, on the circus this week, he supposedly gave a one-word message to Mark Halpern, who traveled to London and went outside of the Ecuadorian embassy. What? Just the word. Um, he asked him, um, what is the biggest thing that you think the media is misreporting or misrepresenting of the Hillary emails, the Podesta emails? And he wrote, everything. Not the best use of one question to him, I think, but... <laughs> Um, Why is Assange not dug into Trump at all? Because he wants Trump to win. Because Assange is ties to the Russians, and Trump is sympathetic to the Russians, and Assange hates Hillary Clinton. That's why. Yeah, didn't Hillary propose taking them out with a drone strike? That was one of the things that was revealed. What? Yeah, one of the quotes in discussing Assange, Hillary was like, can we just drone that guy? <laughs> was she joking? I don't know. I think she's going to be a wonderfully ruthless president. <laughs> I really do. I think she's going to Who be made the joke the other day? I think it might have been Marr. Somebody said, should, do Republicans are torn trying to decide between voting for the Republican or Trump. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think she'd be a really good president. She's a shitty candidate. She's not a shitty candidate. She's a very good candidate. She's not very what good. What do you mean? She crushed all three debates. No, 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 I'm saying... She is very smart. She's compassionate. She listens to everybody. She has adjusted her platform to more compassionate stances that she seems to argue with with meaning. I saw a really good piece on Vox about how these three debates will be studied as one of the most brilliant takedowns. I saw that Vox interview, the, or the, the, spe- the talk that Ezra Klein gave about oh, how she that, reeled that was, him in. And that was the same video, yeah. That, I think it was pretty masterful what she did. Yeah. When taken a step back. And I, you know, I just think that speaks to her almost necessity of preparedness that will serve us well. Yeah. But that, uh, that video, though, I also felt like, felt like one point repeated. Like, it was a little... Was it that masterful full? Or, like, did she really reel him in? Or did she just try to answer her questions and then occasionally or, or say his, something that he knew she, she knew he would his, flip out? Or is Trump just a Hindenburg with a weird yeah. comb over? Yeah, he's a fucking fiery blimp with a mouth. He's everything that's wrong with men. All the women who are listening to this, on behalf of Ben and I, and men. We're sorry. We apologize for Trump. <laughs> oh, good luck. And for that part of ourselves. Like, every man has some part of Trump in him. And I don't apologize for, like, the manliness of it. And that's another thing we need to realize. Like, he speaks to to certain parts of ourselves. He just doesn't have any balance. There's no compassion. Right. But, like, he's so... grown up in a, in a bubble where he's never needed. He has zero compassion. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. He really, um, truly has zero compassion. It's so weird. But I was reading today. I mean, like, like, I mean, how does the the media and how do people, you're right, supporters of his not realize that he doesn't, that's the biggest point. You and I were talking, I think we're talking off air before the podcast was sprung upon you with no notice that, um, happens. that he, he, um, I was saying that, that, that the one thing that I, God forbid if Trump won, that I wouldn't mind about his presidency was, would be that. He, he does try to speak truth to power in some ways and call out the corruption in the old boys club of the old system of having Bushes and Clintons and Bushes and Clintons all become president and all that shit. I mean, it's crazy that, our, you know, four of our last five presidents were Bushes or Clintons. It's fucking bananas, right? Is that accurate? I think that's accurate. Um, but I quickly was reminded that he won't, in fact, do that because he's yeah. always been in that old boys club. He well, loves cr- rubbing elbows with those guys. He's just pretending that for his own ego to become president because he wants more fame and doesn't care about our country. That's why he's saying it's rigged and throwing the very, the very uh, authenticity and therefore the the core of our democracy up for grabs just so he can not admit a loss to his own personal self. It's so disgusting, but um, he's doing that. And he can't do that, so he won't do that enough. So I realized there's no point, there's no benefit to a Trump presidency. Um, Jesus Christ, this guy's speeding on a fucking, it's going probably 60 miles. Do you watch South Park? I haven't watched it much in years. Well, as current as ever, they're going after the debate, and one of the main plot lines is that Mr. Garrison is running for the presidency by saying whatever crazy shit <laughs> he wants to say. And in the second or third episode, he realized that the crazier shit he says the more they love him but he begins to panic because he he never wanted the job he begins to panic that he has to say things that are so offensive that of course <laughs> it'll uh turn people off but the the more offensive things he says the more they begin to love him 
and on the episode that aired on, on Wednesday, someone mentioned uh, something with women, and someone mentioned, well, you can't say that about women, that'll turn everyone off. And so he gets on stage, smokes a cigarette, and starts doing a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> he, was, he was about how, like, so I was standing in line behind this chick, and uh, I just put my finger in her ass. And then women in the audience start walking out, and he's like, oh yeah, that's where you draw the line? Oh, the fuck immigrants and fuck Muslims? That was okay, but stick a finger in your ass? He says, I, wanted to, I just wanted to figure out what your line was. <laughs> and that was the episode they aired on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, you know, as, as topical as ever. That car was a Tesla that just sped by at 60 miles an hour. And I pulled up behind it at the red light, and the license plate's new, hasn't been placed in yet. It's just, just said on the license plate, zero emissions. <laughs> but also, the way the guy was driving, it's zero shits given, <laughs> which rhymes with zero emissions, but also it's like Trump's whole philosophy. Trump's and, abuse, and, and, and Mr. Trump's Garrison's zero admissions. Permit. Zero admissions, zero shits given, zero fucking compassionateness. And we can stop trying to squeeze rhymes into that word, but... Remember when Obama was running that first time? How long ago? I think I just 2008. Remember we we actually went up, we went to the the victory party at the uh, the Hyatt or the Hilton or whatever it was. Yes. Just that feeling of where like, I prayed to the American flag. Thank you. Just that that feeling of uh, joy. Like I'm not with that with our Hillary, democracy. With our democracy was saved. The reason I, I with Hillary, had I'm, that not, moment, I'm not had that gunning moment. for that feeling of joy. I'm gunning for the feeling no. of relief. We're just trying to stay above water. Not fucking drown ourselves. Um, yeah, I just hope that he gets defeated roundly and that he just shuts the fuck up for a while. He should go right back to reality show. My idea of Trump Island, I think, is the best one. We just give him not a news network. Seriously, NBC show off from a primetime one-hour show called Trump Island. One. I'm going to cut you off here because do you watch Seth Meyers at all? No, but let me finish my point first then because I've already said this idea on, on the record several times and I think in my Facebook live broadcast too. He should have his own reality show called Trump Island and he hosts it and he builds a wall around the island anyway. Even though it's an island, you don't need a wall, but he builds a wall around it and he put on the island a Mexican and a woman and and a black person and a Muslim but they sign up because they also are fame hungry and they don't mind him being an ass, a misogynistic asshole and a xenophobic asshole to them and racist. And it's the first reality show in history where the objective is to get kicked off. <laughs> you want to leave Trump Island very badly. Um, what's the Seth Meyers thing that apparently is going to be close to mine? It's going to piss me off. Well, he's been saying for the, the whole year that uh, all Trump wants is the fame. And Seth, Seth has been saying, if you drop out now, NBC... We'll give you a full season deal to star in your own show called Chicago President. <laughs> Where Chicago you play the president, president works out of Chicago <laughs> a whole season back on NBC. <sighs> With the continuing the Chicago sagas. Seth Meyers, I will say, has been doing some phenomenal work this past year. I gotta watch those closer looks. I don't watch them. They're great. They're really, really great. They harken back to what Stewart was like. I mean, they don't have quite the bite that Stewart had. I don't think anyone really will. But why won't, really any, why won't anybody? Well, it's just something about Stewart, man. He was he was just the master. I, he, Stewart's going to be viewed as the master of political humor, the way Carson is viewed as the master of, of late night hosts. For sure. Um, God, I got to step up my political writing, and I'm just 
I can write with bite. I just don't create content that way. This is a show I'm developing, so I'm talking about it, and Scott Richardson and I are developing, and we're going to be coming out of government. If it's a Trump TV, we're going to do our best to counter it, but not on the left or the right, just with intelligence in the middle, try to find common ground again through aggressively pursued truth. Glebe would be a good name for a news network. Glebe News Network. GNN. Here at GNN. This is GNN. No, just Glebe. It would be like, oh, did you, did you see that report on Glebe last night? Oh, I like that. I should call the show Glebe, like Chelsea calls her, her talk show Chelsea. The whole network. Which I just watched for the first time since the first week, a few episodes the other night, and it's great. It's become really great. Chelsea's show? Yeah, because she's having very intelligent I haven't watched conversations, the first and she's willing to learn. So she's like trying to absorb information much like a lot of the audience would be instead of having to act like an expert. It's really Netflix great. Netflix is dumping so much content on me. I'm like, I, I, I need four of me to watch all this stuff. Netflix is grabbing us by the pussies. <laughs> I wouldn't go that and, far. And dragging us in front of the TV. It's good. Netflix's content really pretty consistent. Oh, God. Um, we got to end this because I think our point has been made that we hope and pray that America makes a smart decision um, and realizes, look, if I can say one thing to any Trump supporter out there, you might be listening to the podcast because I don't disagree with the way you see the world in every way, depending on who you are and what your actual beliefs are. But I don't disagree with being annoyed at the system and being disenfranchised and feeling like the country needs to be shaken up and then we need to stop the old boys club then we need to be more aggressive against terrorism we need to be doing something more drastic to get jobs back and bring premiums down but donald trump i promise you is not the one to do it if there was anybody running with a more with some of those points some parts of that platform that wasn't a danger to our nation that was not truly a reckless only self-centered based only self-based only ego-based crude monster truly who only cares about himself it's been evidenced time and time again throughout his entire life he's never been known to do anything for anybody that he didn't benefit from no one has one story of a great thing that he did just to be nice to them or a charity that he ever did or created or contributed to in any significant way that really helped or that he ever, he ever no one has one story trump one time i tripped and he helped me up no one has one positive thing to say about what he's done in his lifetime, yeah, the only except time, make money for himself. The only time Trump has stopped someone from a trip is when he did it by grabbing him by the pussy. <laughs> Look, sometimes one time a woman was falling, I grabbed her right by the pussy, saved her from a cliff. It was like I was like Stallone in Cliffhanger, okay? I was able to hook her right before she came up. Cliffhanger. It's called Cliffhanger. I was hooker. She actually came at that exact moment because it was a G-spot move. It's the hook right up there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thanks, random car. Stop because of random homeless man crossing the street randomly and talking to himself. No, he's not wearing shoes. Probably so. just came from watching an hour of the news. <laughs> and he lost his fucking mind. There's another crazy person talking in the street with their shirt off, a woman, swinging her shirt around and trying to stop traffic. And then another person right in front of us now crossing in front of a fast-moving car on a bicycle right in front of me right now. Strange move. You saw me coming, right? She just kissed at me. She did not give a shit. Definitely a prostitute that was. We are driving through the bowels of Hollywood, FYI, guys. Holy shit. That was three crazy drug addicts in the middle of the street coming at us. On November 9th, never going to see him again. Why? 
don't get it. I don't really have it. Oh. So the, to put the button on, to put the conclusion on my point, I promise you, you can get that person in four years. And you can get those people, more of them, if you want, in Congress in two years. Yeah, where's that but Donald, But Donald Trump, yeah, sure, do it. Donald Trump has brought our country back 20 years in our mind, in our psyche, in our evolution, in our maturity, the maturation of our nation. But feel free to bring someone to bring us back to policies you like better, to family values you like better. But don't elect a man who embodies just the worst parts of our society and our culture, just our base nature, our brute nature, our rude nature, our self-interested only nature. We're a nation of caring about our brother before ourselves, caring about our fellow citizens before ourselves, being based on on welcoming people here, being a bastion of openness to those who need a home, who need help, who need something, some light, as Reagan called it, that shining light on the shining city on the hill, a beacon of hope to the world, not a place that the world looks to and has to cover their ears because we're being selfish jerks that's not what america means or stands for in anybody's mind it never has been so get a candidate that that espouses the policies that you want in four years that's a valid debate we can have till the end of time i have some liberal policies i believe in and some conservative policies that i believe in i believe in a strong military i believe in the second amendment i believe in the right to bear arms i believe in keeping health care costs low. I believe in freedom of choice and not much regulation and business as long as we're not having no regulation that we can throw the economy down the toilet and risk people's life savings and jobs again. That's where we can meet in the middle or take us farther to the right. But it just so happens, unfortunately, that this time, because the process is a little, is so much of the people that a guy who's famous and great at talking and great at convincing people and great at making noise was able to filter himself past other people who actually cared more about the country and weren't self-interested and have true belief, like like Jeb Bush, have true belief in what he says and, and is a good, honest man. Have that person come in office in four years and undo whatever Hillary might do that you don't like. But we cannot elect somebody who's going to put the entire nation at risk. That can put the entire core of what we stand for, what is good about us, what we've built and 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 perfected slowly and working to, to perfect always to perform a more perfect union as, as our only goal to always strive towards that. We cannot give that up on a whim, hoping that he can do what he says he can when he has no track record of doing it and no experience doing it and has failed as much as he has succeeded even in the one thing he says he's good at, which is business. The That's guy, the only thing we can't do. The guy who's going to bring jobs not back. Not this time. The guy who's going to bring jobs back is not the guy who's famous for firing me. Very well put. Much more succinctly than me. I do have to work on that. I verbosity. That's why a podcast is at least a good place to to exude it. <laughs> that was the longest way to say I ramble on this shit. <laughs> Touche, buddy. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. And God bless America. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com. <laughs>